of Motor City Bets. My name is Trevor, and as always, I'm joined by my, by my co-host, Josh Gatowski. Josh, it's been a minute, man. How have you been? Trevor, it is good to hear from you, brother, man. It has been a minute since you and I have last talked. Uh, I've really missed this podcast. I think it's good that we haven't been on the air because my picks have been terrible. I'm basically on the worst bender of my life. Uh, I've lost a significant amount of money the last four days. I still am up, but over the past four days, I'm down. Um, I don't understand why, but at the same time, I do. Um, however, this isn't going to stop me from you know producing content for this podcast. What a hero, Josh. I'm in a similar boat. You know, uh, Josh and I have a very simple rule. We gamble responsibly on the show. If you're struggling with gambling, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. But Josh and I haven't got to that point, at least not yet. Not yet, not yet. <laughs> and so we have a simple rule. You know, whenever we win big, we start going up a lot. We like to withdraw, yep. you know, keep ourselves honest. I, I try not to keep any more than a few units in my, my account at any given point. Just, you know, to keep myself responsibly locked in. Of course. And unfortunately for me, after my highlight before last week's show last Sunday, I have been also living by the skin of my teeth here, just barely, barely making even. I actually zeroed out uh, my FanDuel sportsbook app, unfortunately, and I did. I did have to draw back to the call for isn't that a little bit more. Um, I'm still up significantly, but... You know, it's the first time I've had to add anything back that I've withdrawn. And it was just, you know, it was a sad moment. And I went ahead and promptly lost everything. Oh, <laughs> I have, oh Trevor. I have two cents left oh. in my, my FanDuel account. And I'm going to want to make the best out of that, Josh. You know, when life ends you lemons, you just add tequila. Um, or in Absolutely. my case, gin. Gin. And I think that I'm going to probably tomorrow create some sort of crazy like 15 leg parlay and just hope that uh hope I can turn that two cents into maybe a dollar fifty. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna know. just give you a little heads up there, Trevor. Um I've tried to do a couple of 16, 15, 16 leg parlays recently, five, ten dollars on them, and uh they, they don't hit. It's always yeah. one or two things. So yeah, I, I'm aware I'm aware they don't hit, up. but you know, our backs are against the goal line here. Absolutely. It's uh, fourth and like uh, 99. We're down six points. We got to get we got to get the ball in the end zone, Josh. And, you know, the Hail Mary is about the only play I have left in that account. However, I go over to a different my different sports book. I go over to my Barstool account. I've been uh, surviving, not thriving, but surviving. And, it's, and in this economy, you know, all, all you can really ask for is to survive. Very thankful for my opportunities to keep going here. But, you know, we'll keep chugging along. I think that we have a pretty good show for you guys today. A lot of actions happening in the Detroit sports world. we got some pretty big games this weekend, especially if you are a fan of Michigan or Michigan State basketball. And we're going to end with some guaranteed lock picks that can't possibly lose. But can definitely lose. Will probably lose. Will 90% lose. So, with that being said, we are also a couple show notes before we get going here. Josh and I are officially heading back to two episodes a week again. We took a little break because I was doing some skiing. And uh, the action kind of slowed down after the end of the NFL and everything. But with March Madness knocking on the door, we're going to be back to two episodes. And we're going we're gonna to be pretty heavy into March Madness. 
We're going to try and get you guys covered as, as much as we possibly can. Obviously, March Madness brings a lot of gamblers out of people that aren't even gamblers. So hopefully, if you're listening to the show, you know, tell a friend and, and we can try and win everybody a little bit of money here. That being said, Josh, I do have one last thing I want to talk about before we get into our first segment of the day, which is, as always, Detroit sports. You know what I'm going to do tomorrow, Josh, or rather tonight? Tell me, Trevor. Lay it on me. I'm going golfing oh, in Michigan. No. Trevor, yes, sir. It's, it's it's March 3rd. Yes, sir. The 2021 golf season officially starts. So, Josh, wow. I want to propose a friendly show bet here. I have a side bet with one of my good friends to see who can have the lower handicap by the end of, by October 1st, 2021. So I want to place a friendly wager on this show. I know you're not a golfer, but not big, not a big How golfer. many rounds do you think I'm going to play this year? I'll give you a little bit of context before I put you on the hot seat like that. My average for the past 4 summers has been 85 rounds. And I count a round as just any time I go golfing. That's not technically – a round is technically 18 holes. I'm saying for the purposes of this particular yeah, bet. Yeah. yeah. How many times do you think I go to a golf course and play golf? And sometimes that's nine holes. Most of the time it's 18. Sometimes it's 27. So you can play the same course. Yeah, 25. course doesn't okay. course okay. doesn't matter. I'm saying how many times am I going to go play golf this year? Uh, I average gonna- about 85. I'm going to hammer the over 85. I'm going to go 92. 92. Okay. Well, then, Josh. Yeah. I'm going I'll go, to. I'll go 90. 90. 90. Okay. I am going to purchase you a six pack if I play over 90 rounds. And if I play under 90 rounds, you got to buy me a six pack. Does that seem like a pretty fair bet? That does seem like a fair Now, bet, so. obviously, my goal is to golf as many rounds as I possibly can. So if it means buying you a six-pack to get 91 rounds in, then I'm going to fucking be playing 91 rounds. That's a good man right there. All right, sir. Well, I'm glad we could get that part of it out of the way because I cannot wait to start my 2021 season, even though it kind of already started when I was down in Florida. Oh, sorry. You got a little head start. There we well, go. head start. But I'm happy. You know, I love golfing in Michigan, and uh, there's no better golf – that I've played really in the world other than a few places, but love Michigan golf here for it. So Josh, I think without further ado, there's been a whole lot of hubbub going around in the Detroit sports realm. I want to start off with your favorite Detroit sports team and the Detroit Pistons. You want to fill us in on what's going on in Piston land. Yeah. So the Detroit Pistons, they continue to be, one of the worst teams to watch, but also one of the most fun teams to watch. Um, Killian Hayes could be eyeing a return soon from his hip injury. It's kind of up and down right now. Um, we're kind of getting back to that timeline right around where, you know, he might be getting his evaluation redone. Let's see. Um, we've had a couple of games canceled due to COVID, unfortunately. We had one against the Raptor, Raptors canceled, one against the Mavericks a while back. Um, however, when it comes to, you know, our players developing and stuff, Dennis Smith Jr. is finding his rhythm here in the Motor City. And it is beautiful to see because this man is such a special player. 
he just couldn't find the right home. So now that kind of leads us to thinking, you know, is his future here in Detroit? And kind of only time will tell. Um, Then as it pertains to Blake Griffin, there haven't been any recent developments, any updates as it pertains to him being released or traded. Okay. All right. Well, how, um, you know, we, we like to give out artificial grades on this show um, as a fan, Josh, and as an, as a media member, how are you feeling about this team right now? If you had to put it on the grading scale. I would say a B plus. Okay. I'm very, I'm very optimistic about this team. Um, I didn't really know what to expect when it came to Troy Weaver and he's done a great job building this team. And I think Dwayne Casey's done a great job leading this team. Uh, This is by no means an easy job. And I think he's doing a great job of making sure he's still relating to the players and being able to teach them what he knows and, you know, help them develop. And so I really like what Dwayne Casey's doing. I mean, that's fantastic to hear. I mean, I, based off of our conversations, it's it's been really nice to see that kind of week over week, you know, you've held a very, very flat standard with the Pistons and to see them staying in line is very exciting, I think. And I think that if you're a fan of Detroit basketball, you probably got to be just as optimistic as you are right now. Uh, is there any update on a window for when you think that they could be at least be a playoff reaching team again? I know they have the worst record in the league and it's hard it's hard to sit here and think playoffs or think contention or anything along those lines, especially with the juggernauts that are in the NBA. Right. If you had to kind of guess as that time you were saying, you know, two to three years with some good drafting here. Are we still like in that window? Do you think? Uh, yeah, I would say um, it, it kind of depends what happens with the Pistons in the draft. I really would like them to get the number two pick. Um, I like Cade Cunningham. However, uh, there's a seven-foot center from USC, Evan Mobley, very talented, um, can kind of stretch the floor. Like I said, seven-foot, good inside game, good wingspan, good defensive game. So I'm going to say four years from now is when I expect okay. the Pistons to reach the playoffs. To reach the playoffs. Okay. All right, well, that's, you know, we're going to keep an eye on that. Is there any kind of hot betting tips you might have on the Pistons, or is it worth throwing some money at them? Uh, Right now, I would say they're one of the best teams to cover and hit the under. I haven't really bet on them just because they're not very good and there's no guarantee with them, but based on statistics, that's what I would roll with. Okay, cool. Well, sticking with the basketball Let's look at college, which is starting to get to be, you know, one of the most exciting times of the year. It goes January, February, Izzo. We're into Izzo now. Let's get to talking about Michigan State basketball. Josh, I have been able to watch most of these games down the stretch here. And as a casual fan, as a diehard Michigan State fan, I am I'm juiced. Am I right to be that excited or am I a little bit bullish on this here? No, you're you're definitely right to be this excited. I was I was amped um, when they you know beat Illinois and Ohio State uh, all in the same week. As and then you know especially coming off that win on the road against Indiana, 
it, it was impressive to see. You know, they dropped a tough one on the road against Maryland. Um, however, I really thought you were kind of starting to see the wear and tear. Uh, Michigan State had played four games in eight days while Maryland had five-plus days of rest. Uh, however, they did get a huge win last night against Indiana. Their NCAA tournament odds have significantly increased, and I know I said it on this show that there's a slight chance because of how talented the Big Ten is, and Michigan State's kind of turned it around. So far, we're looking like a bubble team, kind of like right now I believe I'm seeing those projected in the last four in, first four out. We got two games left in the Big Ten. Then move on to Indy for the Big Ten tournament. And after that, hopefully we're sticking around in Indy for the big dance. What are your takeaways, Trevor? You know, I was really, really impressed with those wins over Ohio State and Illinois. Uh, More specifically, Illinois. I thought that that Illinois team, you know, it's come quite a long way. I went to a senior night a few years ago at Michigan State against Illinois, and it was not even supposed to be a contest. So to see... Illinois come all that way. I mean, they're having an incredible season. Uh, there was a lot of trash talking on Twitter. A lot of Illinois fans thought that we were playing pretty dirty, which I thought was absolute and complete bullshit. Um, but all in all, to see this team kind of form into a Michigan State team, I think that that, you know, you give everything to, to Tom Izzo here, right? Like everything about what's going on right now is is all because of him and all because of you know, his willpower, his ability as a, as a coach and, and just his commitment to leadership. You know, I think that you see guys like Aaron Henry really put the team on his back. You see guys like Gabe Brown completely step up. And you see these young freshman guys who are just, you know, they're learning the Michigan State way. And I think that Michigan State hasn't really been knocked off its pedestal in, you know, nearly 22 years, Josh. It's been since before I was born the last time Michigan State didn't make a, a March Madness tournament. And so Quite some time. Yeah, I'm getting up there for sure. <laughs> but uh to see to see this team have to go through this kind of adversity and to see how they respond. You know, I, I watched the the post game on Tuesday night of, of hearing Izzo's comments and you know, you could you could feel the emotion coming out of him when he said, you know, this team has been through the most that any Michigan State team has been through to date. Um he called out some of his really good players, Matias Cleves, you know, Draymond. Valentine, Cassius, all those guys, all those guys are special, but the effort that those guys, that this team has given, especially down the stretch here, has just been, you know, it's something he said will stand out to him for the rest of his life. I think that you look at a guy like Josh Langford and, I mean, how do you not root for him? You know, he's been, he's the last of the uh, the old guard, as, as people keep saying, and to see him give everything night in and night out, like, I just hope, Obi gets a chance to do it, um, you know, on, on the bigger stage there in, in the tournament. And it's just – it's impressive, you know. It's really cool to see this team come together. And, you know, I'm filled with a lot of hope. I always get really hope, like hyped up on hope heading into mid-March here. But I think that for the first time in a long time, you know, this Michigan State team is going to have to earn it, whereas the other Michigan State teams kind of expected it. And I think that that's a scary thought process. Because this team is still incredibly talented. I mean, people, I think, are easy to forget that we were one of the top-ranked teams going into this season this year. And I think that this team's starting to show why. Um, and I think that, you know, I don't want to get too much into our big game talk or our picks or anything. But 
I wouldn't be surprised to throw the stat sheets out the window when you have a very good Michigan team and a peaking at the right time Michigan State team facing each other to close out the season. I mean, you can't really draw it up better. Izzo said it himself. He's like, this is a excellent opportunity for for me and for us because, you know, it's exactly like you draw it up. <laughs> Your backs are against the wall, bottom of the ninth, bases loaded, two runner, two two outs, you know, and you, you get Michigan set up at bat. Yeah, you, know, you don't want to believe in them. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see – a little bit of positivity head towards Sparty this weekend, but uh, we'll get oh, into that no. a little bit later. We'll get into that just a little bit later. With that being said, Josh, Michigan laid an egg <laughs> against Illinois mm, on Tuesday night. Um, you know, I've been debating, you know, before we recorded and everything, if that was the if that was good or if that was terrible. I honestly don't. I don't really know. What are your thoughts on that? I don't. Obviously, we're not a pro-Michigan podcast here. Josh is a treacherous bastard who keeps betting on them. But um, what do you think about that game? Is that is it good that they lost going into Michigan State, or, or would you rather have them been steamrolling Illinois? I would have preferred them steamrolling Illinois. I think this was kind of uh, not, a, not necessarily a wake-me-up for Michigan because they didn't need to be woken up. But I think this was somewhat of a reality check for them. I think that's a better way to put it. This is still a really good team. I have a feeling they're going to kick the shit out of Michigan State on Thursday, especially with that game being in Ann Arbor. Um, I don't want to get too much because uh, we may be forecasting some further thoughts and information, so I'll leave it at that. Fair enough, Josh. I am going to actually go the opposite way with you here, though. I think it's actually a good thing that Michigan got knocked back here a little bit because I do agree. I think they're going to come out really hard. But I think that the really impressive thing to me here is it plants some seeds of doubt. So I think if they steamroll a very, very good Illinois team, I think they become very confident coming into playing Michigan State twice. Um, Michigan's got a bit of an attitude problem. Their basketball program is well-respected. I respect their basketball program. Same. But they still hold their heads up a little too high, especially for their recent accomplishments and accolades. And I think that that team losing to a team like Illinois reminds them that they're mortal. And I think that that plants a couple seeds of doubt. Because I think if they win that game, they come in like, oh, this is one of the worst Michigan State teams in the past two decades. These guys don't have it. They're gassed. All we need to do is fucking play a little bit of basketball and we're going to win. Now I think they're going to need to focus a little bit more. And I think it's going to get in their heads a little bit. They're going to have to over-prepare because now they, they it'll be embarrassing if they lose or if they play a close game to Michigan State, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of a weird take. But I do think that, that that is a difference maker because I think they're going to be thinking too much. Yeah. That's an interesting take, I would say. Yeah, it's a crazy take, but uh, <laughs> you know that's what this show provides, right? Like, I'm not trying to swim up this, swim downstream with everybody else. I'm trying to look at things a different way. You're swimming and, upstream, brother. Yeah, you gotta zip when other people are zagging, you know. Um, oh yeah. And I think that I mean Vegas right now. Those those lines are are pretty outrageous. It's plus six hundred for Michigan State right now. Um, Already? Wow. Yeah, plus six hundred. Um, but we'll get into that a little bit later on, Josh. I want to transition a little bit away from basketball and get us on track to the true roots of this podcast, which is, of course, 
Major League Baseball. <laughs> We've been oh, saying yeah. for weeks we're a baseball show here. And my commitment to sports that you need to hit a ball with a bat in, Tuesday night after hockey was over since the NHL is the worst scheduling league in the world. Um, they only had the, – their last game started <laughs> at 8.30. Um <laughs> Outrageous. No 10-30 game, right? Nope, no 10, no 10-30 game. Pretty crazy. Wow, huh. After Michigan State basketball pulled off a nail-biter, I was searching for something to watch, um, and I came across women's cricket. <laughs> yeah, women's cricket. Never watched a game of cricket in my life, Josh, and my roommate and I were riveted. We were sitting on the edge of our seats. It's England versus New Zealand in women's cricket, and it was... <sighs> The first thing I did was look for a line on uh, on the sports books. Unfortunately, and you cannot online bet on cricket. Otherwise, uh, I might damn it. that might be the sport of the future for me. It was a fantastic, fantastic viewing of uh, of just true sport. I had to watch a few YouTube videos in order to understand what the fuck was going on. I figured it <laughs> out, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking. I'm here for it, man. Cricket might be the sport of the future for me. Uh, right now, my my national team is definitely England. Uh, I'm up for grabs. Uh, you know, I'm not committed. So if you're if you're a cricket fan out there, steer me in some some proper direction, please. Absolutely. But you know, Josh, back to back to the roots of this podcast, which is the MLB. That got me fucking juiced. I forgot how fun it is to watch athletes try and hit a small ball with. A oh stick. yeah. Oh, it's incredible. So ye, we are fully into spring training now. Yes. I believe you have a little update for us on how the Tigers are doing. I do. Yes. The Tigers so far are two and one in spring training. I'm feeling a lot of optimism about the Tigers from what I've seen kind of on Twitter, you know, some articles. I'm hoping they can do the same thing as the Pistons and have one of the worst team, worst, most fun teams to watch. If that makes sense. Like I said before about the Pistons, one of the worst teams, but they're a fun team to watch, even though they're terrible. Um, I hope it's a team where our young guys develop, you know, learn and grow throughout the course of the season, just like the Pistons. Yeah, man. I think that that's probably a very comparable uh, or rather reasonable expectation to have for this team. I have not started doing my due diligence yet as a, as a person who of interest in, in of the Tigers, but based off of Twitter, I think that there's a lot of hope with this team. And I think there's a lot of hope for me personally, you know, today, or rather not today, as of Friday, I'm sorry, I thought it was supposed to be uh, released on Wednesday, but as of Friday in the state of Michigan, stadium slash arenas that can hold host over 10,000 people, are allowed to have up to 750 fans per 10,000 people that they can host. Comerica Park is outdoors and pretty big. So I think that we're going to be able to get a chance to actually sit down and watch a couple of baseball games this, this summer. And even when I wasn't a big baseball fan, there's just something patriotic almost. Oh, yeah. Grabbing a, a, a tall boy Bud Light sitting in Comerica Park watching America's pastime. So I'm, I'm really excited. I'm optimistic. I'm going to personally give it my very best to get into baseball this year. We've been saying that for weeks now, and I think it's about time. I'm going to start trying to find some baseball podcasts. I'm going to be a baseball guy this year. I want to go to games. We're going to try to – I want to be in the know. when the Like, my goal 
is to understand really what's going on when the playoffs come around. I mean, obviously, I understand baseball. I'm not stupid. I'm, I can follow along. But uh, <laughs> I, I want to be like – I want to have some passion going into the offseason, you know, because I think offseason baseball is phenomenal. Uh, the playoffs in baseball, it's, they do that right. And oh, I, yeah. I want to be emotionally committed by the time that rolls around. If it, ho- Hopefully, it's with our Detroit Tigers. If not, I'll be shopping around for another team, maybe. It, I'm telling you right now, it will not be with our Detroit Tigers. Yeah, I know. I was trying to be optimistic. Uh, nah, for those of you who much. can't see, since no one can see, since this is not a video podcast, I am wearing a Detroit versus everybody shirt and a Detroit Red Wings hat. So, you know, I have to say, rooting for our Tigers, obviously. But uh, I will shop around for another team so I can have, uh, you know, a horse in the race, so to speak. There we go. And that being said, though, Josh, I do have a couple updates on the Detroit Red Wings. Ooh, lay it on me, Trev. So, unfortunately, these aren't the most positive updates, but Oof. at this point in the season, Josh, we've been recording for this is our third month now. Uh, I think everybody's kind of grown accustomed to not having the most positive news about the Detroit Red Wings. Mm, yeah, I would have to agree with that. Unfortunately, this team has been plagued by all sorts of different ailments. First and foremost, they dropped eight games in a row when they had five players out with COVID. Kind of crazy that they didn't have COVID games canceled. A lot of other teams have had games postponed. Uh, the Wings never got that luxury, so they just lost games for free. Love um, that. Yeah, fantastic. So, I mean, on top of their talent issues and their coaching issues and their power play issues, and I mean, the list can just, I mean, I, I can't sigh loud enough. The list can continue to go on on their long list of issues. Add COVID to the mix, that hurt them early. Now, however, the only reason I'm bringing up COVID, because that was over a month ago, the reason I'm bringing it up is because now the Detroit Red Wings have finally caught the normal injury bug, which okay. sucks because they've been plagued by that. For years now, they tend to be in the top five for most games lost per players hurt. Um, it's kind of a weird stat, but essentially, very interesting stat for those of you who are not in the know. There is a stat that is held in the NHL, and I'm assuming it's probably in other sports as well, where they take man games lost due to injury. And Detroit's usually in the top five for for man games lost due to injury. So we're experiencing that again. Uh, there's three notable guys who are out right now, and they're all really, really important pieces to this team. Dylan Larkin, the newly minting captain, out with an upper body injury. Tough. Tyler Bertuzzi, been out for almost a month now with an upper body injury, and there's really no update on when those guys are supposed to be. Um, Tyler Bertuzzi is still on IR. Um, Larkin's day-to-day, but uh, he he's not expected to play the remainder of this week at least. Another key injury, and this is a guy that we signed this offseason from Vancouver. His name's Troy Stretcher. He has Love been it. a Love fantastic defenseman. He's been very electric, very strong on the defensive end of the puck. And he's just been missing, and his presence has been known. So that being said, all three of these injuries were going into the weekend. Uh, or all three of these guys were injured going into the weekend. And honestly, Josh, I my expectations for this team – but those three guys out was slim. Going into this past weekend, Josh, they were 0 for 40 on power play attempts. That's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, it's not. It's not great. Um, oh, but it's not bad. Good. Good, good teams score power play goals. Um, that, that's that's true. 
So it's not bad if you're hoping that we can maybe win the draft lotto, which we probably won't because the NHL doesn't want us to succeed. But that's a different story for another time. Um, yeah, so we were 0 for 40 heading into the weekend, Josh, and it was it was brutal. My hopes were low, but as always, I always bet on my personal teams. There are people out there who say, don't, why, why the fuck would you bet on your own team? Uh, it's like, no, nah, man. I bet on my team. I'm going to be hurt anyways if they lose. I don't bet a lot of money on any of my teams. But, like, hey, if they, lo- if they lose, I'm already in pain. And if they win, not only am I happy that they won, I should profit off of it. Especially especially if they're underdogs, which the Wings have been in every game. It's honestly, like, it's, it's That's poor, not gonna va- change. poor value for me to not bet on the Wings. If, in all honesty, like, I'll, I will eventually win. So I did that. And they went on a little two-game winning streak with all that offensive talent gone. They won five. They scored back-to-back five-goal games that resulted in wins, which was absolutely stunning. And they beat the Predators, who are, granted, shaky at best. But then they came up, and they beat Chicago. Um, And that game was truly something to behold. That was Saturday night. I mean, the Wings, had, up until that point, had only scored four goals in a game. So to have back-to-back five-goal efforts, missing your captain who is involved, if not with the stick touching his puck, with setting up plays and everything along those lines, and pretty much every scoring chance that happens, a very offensive defenseman and our best net front presence guy is basically unprecedented. And to see that happen was phenomenal. Um However, with every good thing that happens in Detroit Red Wings' modern history, we need to get reminded of our place. So we beat Chicago 5-2 to two Saturday. We had a back-to-back where we lost to Chicago 7-2 to two the next night. Patrick Kane scored his 400th goal in that effort. Um, I don't want to spend too much time talking about him because it's the Detroit sports update, but... <laughs> Patrick Kane will go down as one of the best American hockey players ever. And without a I, question, I hate, I hate the Blackhawks, but to see him have some personal success, I wish it was against a different team. But like I said, to see him do well is good for, good for American hockey. So that's, that's Absolutely. all I'm going to say there. And then the Wings also happened to have the prestigious honor to play Tuesday night where they lost four to one to or the Columbus Blue Jackets. So, you know, that's that's just the way this team's going to go, you know. What's what I expect between the difference between this team this year and and the team last year is that the team this year has a chance to like win some games, whereas the team last year, if they won, they just kind of fell into it. Um, this team's going to get a little streaky. I think when guys get healthy, you might see you know another two game win streak. I, I don't expect to see these guys get more than two or three in a row, um, but hopefully that also means they're not going to be dropping more than two or three in a row. So, as a gambling advice wise, betting them to cover is not the worst. Taking the under has been pretty profitable so far. Uh, everyone's going to say stay away from the wings or fade them. And that's probably fair, but you're probably not going to get too much value out of it. So, I think if you take them to cover, it's usually one and a half. It's almost always one and a half. Uh, sometimes you can get lucky. They get scored on a lot in the first period. <laughs> so, so, the line usually says from one and a half before the puck drops to two and a half usually by the end of the first period. They've been covering that two-and-a-half puck line pretty consistently. I mean, they do get blown out, but 
<laughs> two and a half is a pretty fair. Like I've I've made a decent amount of money covering at two and a half. I've made a decent amount of money on the under. So if you're trying to bet on the wings, or even if you're not a fan of the wings and you're just trying to bet, unders in Detroit have been pretty successful. It sounds like across the board here, the Pistons have been very profitable on the under as well. They're um, about they're they're right around there with the wings. But Josh, we do have one last sport to talk about. I'm done with hockey. Uh, at least Detroit always hockey. Unless you have anything you want to add, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to no, transition I'm, before asking. You took you took the words right out of my mouth, Trevor. All right, well, perfect. Well, then, thinking about teams that are good at covering the under, which seems to be the Detroit mantra nowadays, let's kick it back to the last thing we have to talk about which is a team that was consistently hitting the over, especially at home at Ford Field, dating back a few seasons. Mm-hmm. And that's our very own Detroit Red Wings. Oh, so, our Lions. That is exactly what I meant to say. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. our, 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 our hero, the hometown hero, MCDC, made some more news in the headlines this week with another fantastic interview. And honestly, Josh, uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick it over to you to talk a little bit about that. But before I do, I just need to say, that man is fucking electric. I hope he wins games in Detroit. Not, I mean, because I want to see Detroit win naturally, but also just because I want to see this guy stay here for as long as possible. Every time he's on the podium, Josh, it's fucking electric. Oh, without so, a doubt. Without anything else, let's jump in a little bit. What happened? What are we expecting? Feed me some lines updates, sir. Yes, sir. I'd be more than happy to. Uh, I'm being honest. It's a real quick, short report. Uh, MCDC and his crew, they're preparing for the NFL draft. And basically the only thing that's really come out pertaining to uh, the NFL draft that really caught my eye was that Brad Holmes is He's sitting with the number seven overall pick in this year's draft. And he said, and I quote, he likes the crop of quarterbacks that are coming out, end quote. That is courtesy of Bleacher Report. I think that's kind of interesting. I don't really know where the Lions are going to go at seven. I'm kind of thinking, hoping they go wide receiver unless they trade back. I'm also open for that. But if Troy Weaver's guy falls to him at seven, I bought into this Troy Weaver playing. I believe you mean Brad Holmes. You said Troy Weaver. Yes, you're right. Yes, you're right. Sorry. Troy Weaver's the Pistons general manager. Brad Holmes. I'm fully bought bought in on Brad Holmes. We're such big Detroit sports guys. You know, one GM is all GMs here. Like we're just one team. We're all one team in Detroit. (laughs) So, but goodness gracious. I'm bought in on Brad Holmes, even though he's done absolutely nothing. It's it's just how I am with this Lord. Lions organization. Oh, same, same. I feel like anybody who's an actual Lions fan is automatically bought in. The quote that I'm referring to, Josh, though, uh, the MCDC was asked, you know, he was asked, like, what he thought about Brad Holmes' ability in the draft and all that stuff. And he said, hey, an alpha knows when to back down. And that just, like, that sound, like, just the fucking everything about MCDC, Josh, like, I fucking hear him talk and I'm like, yes. Sign a contract extension to this motherfucker. I don't care if we win one game or if we win 16. That motherfucker knows how to <laughs> knows how to inspire somebody like me. Oh, 
And I'm fucking juiced, man. I am fucking juiced. I am so head over heels bought into this fucking bullshit organization for no reason other than their ability to hire somebody who knows how to speak into a microphone. And he only knows how to speak into a microphone because he doesn't know how to speak into a microphone. It's fucking beautiful. (laughs) That man doesn't doesn't follow talking points of stereotypical coaches. Oh, not at all. He's almost the exact opposite of a Bill Belichick. And, you know, Detroit tried to be the Patriots 2.0, brought in fucking, we don't even need to name, those who shan't be named in our past administration. (laughs) And now we get a guy like Brad Holmes who, every time he talks, I'm instilled with confidence. He's very transparent, which I find to be just inspiring, I guess. I mean, it's very nice to hear. Somebody say, hey, listen, like this is I know you guys don't have any real reason to really believe in me necessarily, but like trust, just trust in me. You know, we're going to make some mistakes, but we're going to we're going to get this right. And I I want to build a good franchise here in Detroit to hear that kind of just like level of sincerity is really inspiring as a fan. And also he was a he was a former pro, like a a college scout. Like I, I trust his ability pretty significantly when it comes to the draft board here. And I think that. For the first time, at least in the lines, and <laughs> since the last organization came through, uh, I have <laughs> pretty open faith in, in these guys' plan. And, and to hear someone like MCDC just give everything in every press conference and just keep rattling off beautiful one-liners like like that, it's just – I think the Lions are in a good place, man. Um, is there any change in their grade? I'm going to say no, not so far. Um, Not enough has happened. Nothing's really changed necessarily besides the Stafford trade. Uh, I can definitely change that grade after, I think, April, May, whenever the NFL draft is. Yeah, for sure. I believe it's in April. And also, so next Friday's episode, and we know we're back to two episodes a week, like I said, the top of the show uh, for next week. Friday the 12th is the beginning of the NFL free agency. So Josh and I are going to dive in for Friday's show on just pure speculation. Um, We're going to try and provide you guys with the least accurate, most hot, and hopefully the best takes uh, that we possibly can. So stay tuned on next Friday's show to hear our crazy thoughts on NFL free agency. I'm, I'm looking forward to the NFL free agency. I'm not really sure what to expect. There's a lot of speculation, a lot of smoke being thrown around with quarterbacks and such. We'll have to kind of wait and see. Uh, maybe we'll get a better idea of kind of free agency and the draft and how all that's going to play out. But uh, it's just kind of a wait and see game. Yeah. I mean, for me, this organization still at a B plus and it's a pretty high B plus just in the sense that like there is new hope. And I, and I think that, um, the, the owner, I think that she, I think the Fords are finally like doing the right thing. And, and I think that they're, I think that we're in a better place. I, I've been saying for a very long time, I'm going to, I'm going to say it to the point where it probably gets annoying. You could almost <laughs> turn it into a drinking game if you really want to, if you're listening at home and, you know, not at work or driving or anything like that. But the Lions needed some character. They needed a locker room guy head fronting their locker room. I don't think they had that with Matt Patricia. I think you have that in spades with MCDC. And I think that the players are going to play for this guy. 
Um, I'm going to keep saying that repeatedly until the season starts. And I'm probably going to say that even after the season starts. So that if you're, if you're keeping a bingo of words and phrases that Josh and I might over say the lines needed character in the locker room from their head coach is something that you're going to hear me say a lot here. And I'm excited, Josh. I mean, deep down this country's an NFL country. I love the NHL. I love hockey, but fuck man. As soon as football wow. comes around, I'm I feeling fucking juiced, dude. I'm feeling juiced. I feel like I can understand from a betting perspective, the NFL is the easiest. Now I'm happy to be there to make some money. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I I'm I can't wait for the next NFL season. I'm counting down the days. I, I'm counting down the days till the NFL draft. Oh, I'm so excited. But we're gonna have plenty of time, Josh, to hop into our fun takes on the NFL and give our season previews and you know, even start breaking down some games. But right now, let's try and stay focused on the moment. We have a pretty big week of games ahead of us here. We do. We have some pretty meaningful games. We're finishing up the Power Five conferences in the NBA or the NCAA men's basketball uh, conference are. tournaments are right around the corner. March Madness is even right around the corner as well. The NHL is starting to reach the midpoint of the season. We're starting to get to the NBA All-Star break. And baseball is about to come back. We're at the pivotal point. It's to the point now, you know, the weather is starting to get just a little bit warmer. Days are getting just a little bit longer. We can faintly see the Masters on the horizon as well, which is by far one of my favorite events in golf. Side note before we hop into our next segment on that's really hard to gamble games. on. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I do want to provide a little update from what we know about Tiger Woods. You know, we talked about that pretty extensively last week. That came out right before we started recording. Um, from what I've gathered so far over the course of the past week, his condition is very stable. Um, they're able to basically save his leg and he should be able to walk again. Um, everyone's in pretty high hopes. I thought it was really cool that at the golf event this past weekend on Sunday, a lot, especially the Nike branded players were all wearing red and black and had Tiger Woods hats on. I thought that that was a really touching tribute. I thought it was really cool just to see the fact that like one man had such an impact on a game. You know, we, we've experienced loss in the sports world before tragedies or, you know, we've seen a lot of people pay homage to, to different players and whatnot, but, to have a man <laughs> own an entire look on a certain day, I think that's kind of crazy. You know, I feel like you probably only see that in golf, but it was just really powerful. I thought, um, you know, we're still keeping our thoughts and prayers and we're, we're wishing the best. Obviously, Tiger Woods probably has access to the best doctors in the world. So we're hoping that he can make a speedy recovery. And I'd love to see him professionally swing another club. Um, but, yeah, that's just the update from what we have so far. Everything seems to be going well. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's as positive of a prognosis as you can hope for, uh, with the situation that he was in. However, Josh, do you have anything you need to add to that? No, you, you basically covered it all. Um, it, it was tragic to hear about, you know, Tiger Woods keeping him in our prayers and we hope he has a speedy recovery. And even if we don't get to see him in the, uh, game of golf ever again, I really hope we do, but unselfishly, I he, he's done so much for the game of golf. It, it's truly remarkable. 
I agree completely, sir. I agree completely. However, let's let's transition into our big games of the week here. And I want to start by looking at the NCAA. So I know you have a, a few NCAA notes figured out for us here. Tell the listeners what they need to be looking for this week in NCAA basketball. All right. So my first game is going to be Saturday. It is number four, Illinois, and number nine, Ohio State. That's going to be 4 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Illinois is 5-1 and one in their last six with wins at Wisconsin versus Nebraska at Minnesota against Northwestern. And then just last night on the road at number two, Michigan, uh, their only loss in the last six came to the hands of our mighty Spartans. Ohio State is two and three in their last five with wins against Indiana and at Penn State with their losses being against Michigan, at Michigan State, and against Iowa. Uh, Let me check. I don't know if I have a pick for this game. I do, so I'm not going to give away my pick for this game. But that's a big game. That's my first big game of the week. Trevor, what do you uh, have on your slate for the first big game of the week? Well, Josh, I'll follow you in looking backwards here instead of starting at the, uh, the most recent one. I also have a pretty big game for Saturday. It's at 8 p.m. And it's against the Columbus Blue Jackets versus Dallas Stars. I mean, this game is not quite on the same scale as the NCAA game because, you know, NCAA, as we discussed ad nauseum here, season's coming to an end. Um, Teams need to start really making it or breaking it. And on that theme of making it or breaking it, that's kind of what we see here when we're looking at the Columbus Blue Jackets versus the Dallas Stars. You know, the Columbus Blue Jackets were on a four or five game losing skid until they faced our beloved Detroit Red Wings on Tuesday night, which they promptly walled them. Dallas is in a similar situation. Right now in the Central Division, Dallas is the only team behind the Detroit Red Wings. And granted, they have played almost no games because they've gotten the COVID bug pretty terribly. And the teams that they've been scheduled to play have gotten COVID pretty terribly. So hopefully those guys can get over their COVID woes and hopefully everything will work out on that front. But it's getting to the point in the season where coaches are starting to get, you know, starting to unbutton, loosen their ties a little bit, unbutton a few buttons on their, on, on their dress shirts. They're getting stressed. And I think you have a situation here where expectations are very high for Dallas. They were just in the Stanley cup final last year. Um, there's almost no expectations for Columbus, but you know John Tortorella, the the head coach of of Columbus, has been known for his fieriness, and um, I don't know exactly how to put it um, nicely, but his we'll say passionate style of coaching, and um, I like that. It's run its course with some players in the past. Um, most recently, it forced their number three draft pick in the 2017 draft, Pierre-Luc Dubois, out. Um, they just traded him for Patrick Laine, who is a fantastic player. So I think that's going to be a pretty big game to watch, just in the sense of, like, these are two teams that 
you know, one's way better on paper, but they're kind of both playing. You know, I think the Columbus is playing for their coach's future and Dallas is playing for their own team's success future because if they don't get things going now, you know, it's going to be very difficult to have a good run in the playoffs. That's a, that's a lot to take in. Holy cow. All right. I'm going to move on to my next game, and I know that you're saying I went backwards and started with a later game. However, I wanted to combine these two big games into one big game, and that is the beautiful matchup of Michigan versus Michigan State. The first matchup is taking place Thursday, March 4th, 7 p.m. on ESPN, and the second matchup will be taking place on Sunday, March 7th, 4.30 p.m. on CBS. Uh, One side note um, before we kind of dive into this game, give a little bit of our maybe insight picks, maybe. Who knows? We'll see. Um, But Foster Lawyer is officially done for the season. Um, Team spokesperson said that he had season-ending shoulder injury. um, And so he had surgery on that. Um, his future is kind of unknown for this team. It'll be interesting to see uh, what kind of guys may or may not transfer in or out of Michigan State. Uh, side note on your side note there, Tom is in a press conference today, following, or, or not today, rather, Tuesday night following the game. Mentioned, you know, his love for Foster Lawyer and how much he thought that he was a fighter and a competitor. And, you know, he didn't have the season that Foster thought that he could have or that Tom Izzo thought that Foster could have. But he was really impressed with his compete level and his heart. And he wants to see Foster be able to fight for a spot and an and ability to, to really change this team this up-and-coming year. So I would be shocked to see Foster not wearing the uh, the Spartan helmet on, on his chest come, come next season. I just really wish he'd become a person like Tum Tum Nairn and just become a player coach because I think that's what he's way better at. I think he's got a great IQ, but he just doesn't have the body or necessarily the skill set to compete in the Big Ten. So that's why I really want him to either transfer or just graduate early and then become a graduate assistant here. Right, yeah. I mean, he, I'm never going to not defend him. He's from my hometown, so. No, uh, Clarkston boy. All <laughs> right. Um, I love that they get to end the season with these two games. Oh, I couldn't. Um, I mean, you can't draw that up better. No, you can't ask for a better way to end the Big Ten regular season. I expect I expect both games to be hard fought for sure. Unfortunately, I've just it's for me right now, it's hard to determine what kind of MSU team we're gonna get this week and what we're gonna get this weekend. However, Tom Izzo knows how to prepare his team this time of year, Trevor. Oh, yeah. I I mean, after all, there's a goddamn month named after him. It goes January, February, Izzo. Of course. I've been gambling on a, on both MSU and Michigan basketball you whore. lately. And it, it's been killing me. Should I stop? Absolutely. Will I stop? Probably not. Trevor, what do you have to say about these two massive games for the Big Ten this week? You know, I kind of already touched on this a little bit earlier on in the show, but anytime you have two bitter rivals go at each other, 
you can basically throw the record book. You can throw the stat sheet. You can throw the playbook. You can throw every book that you've ever owned out the window. You can spit at the direction that you threw the books, and you can throw a lit cigarette or a match <laughs> or something after pouring some gasoline on those books because it doesn't fucking matter. I have been around, it's not too long ago, to remember that a very, very good Michigan State team went down to Ann Arbor and got their dicks kicked in by a terrible Michigan team. I believe that was that 2018 season. That we sounds about saw right, yeah. Michigan just wallop Michigan State, and they had no business. They weren't even really playing the same level of basketball. Um, I think that this Michigan team is very good. I don't think – I think if you're looking on paper, which I know I just said to throw away and burn, but if you're going to be able to look on paper perhaps before you throw away and burn it, this Michigan team should absolutely stomp this Michigan State team, both games. This should be an easy end to a good season for Michigan. But, Josh, that's not going to fucking happen. No. It's just not going to fucking happen. No. I would be shocked to see either of these games be a blowout. Okay. I think that Josh Langford has been playing with his balls on his on the fucking court this entire season. And it took him a couple games, a few games, pretty much the first quarter of the season to figure it out. But since he figured it out, he has been a dynamic player and a fucking fantastic leader for this Michigan State Spartan basketball team. That's a good point. And I think that you see him go to Ann Arbor for one last time because, I mean, he's not coming back next year. This is it for him. And he's been playing like this has been it for him this whole season. He's going to go down there and he's going to give as much as he possibly can. And then when they come back and play any slanting on Sunday, Josh Langford is going to give as much as he can. Aaron Henry said in the press conference Tuesday night how badly he wants to win. Doesn't matter the team. Doesn't matter. He just wants to play meaningful basketball and win. Aaron Henry has been the key contributor in all of these big Michigan State wins. He is going to put the team on his back and give everything that he has. So now you have Josh Langford giving everything that he has. You have Aaron Henry giving everything that he has. Gabe Brown, Tom Mizzo said in that same press conference Tuesday night, he's probably going to be the next guy at Michigan State. This could be a great opportunity for him to give everything that he has. And you got guys like Marcus Bingham, which he has been a key contributing factor to this team. He's been playing some really smart basketball down the stretch here. And he's been playing some really powerful basketball down the stretch here. And I would be shocked to see him not continue that up and coming. I think that this Michigan State team, I don't know if they win – both games. I, I don't think that they do, to be quite honest with you. But I I just don't. The spread right now, Josh, is 12 and a half for Thursday. And I'm not going to give anything away because I do have this in my picks later, but 12 and a half. Michigan State money line is plus 600. This is Michigan State versus fucking Michigan. These two wow. teams respect, but they fucking hate each other. That's all I'm going to say for right now. I think that Whichever team wins Thursday, I would be willing to bet that the team on Sunday is going to give a hell of an effort. 
Last yeah. note that I have. Thursday's game is Michigan senior night. Sunday's game Sunday's, is Michigan yeah. State senior night. And yeah. I think that that doesn't play a little bit more into this. For the seniors especially, the seniors on Michigan have gotten their dicks kicked in by Michigan State for the majority of their time there. And the seniors on Michigan State have been kicking in the dicks of those on Michigan for the majority of their time there. And I think you're going to see a lot of senior leadership out of this game. That's that's all my comments right now. I'm going to have to save any further commentary for our next segment. But, Josh, is there anything else you need to add on to that? Uh, I'm excited for these games. Twelve and a half, gosh. Originally, I thought I was going to potentially take Michigan to cover, but that's a lot. Uh, I'm probably going to take MSU to cover there, and then I'm going to take MSU Sunday money line. You know. Those are neither of my picks. Those are neither of my picks. So don't take me to to the grave for it. But if uh, when I bet on this these games, those are going to be what I'm probably betting on. You dog. I'm a dog. So looking at the NHL once again, the NHL is anticlimactic this week in comparison. But I'm going to continue to work backwards because we're already kind of here. So. I'm looking at Friday. Friday, we have Chicago Blackhawks versus Tampa Bay Lightning. It's an 8 p.m. game, so it's basically prime time. Tampa Bay is first in the Central. Chicago is fourth. And, Josh, I don't need to spend too much time talking about these teams because this game is so far in the future, there's no real stats out yet about it. (laughs) However, the thing, the reason this is a big game of the week for me in the NHL is that the Blackhawks were projected to be like the 27th or 26th best team in the league. And they're now fourth in the central and well on their way to a playoff spot. And they have three key players out with injury right now who are all supposed to be back in about the next month or so. Tampa Bay walking away right now with the – well, not really, but they're, they're holding their own pretty easily in the central – and they're expected to have a pretty good playoff run. I think that this fourth seed versus first seed matchup could be what we see in the first round of the playoffs and in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I think that anytime you have a chance to see a couple of playoff teams just go after each other. You love it. It's going to be intense. Um, we're starting to get to the point where teams in the NHL are starting to fucking hate each other because they've played so much. And this is going to be a big test for Chicago. Individual games in the NHL don't mean too much, um, but we're starting to get to the point where they start to matter. Uh, Chicago can come out here and kick the dicks off of Tampa Bay. That's a pretty big statement, and I think that that kind of secures their place as being a good team. As I alluded to a little bit earlier, Patrick Cannon's really put the team on his back this year, and it's incredible to see from an American hockey player perspective, but honestly, if both these teams could somehow lose or maybe all of their stars could get hurt, that's, you know, that would be the best because both these teams have just dicked down Detroit for a long time. Um, But yeah, I I think that if I was going to choose, this isn't one of my picks, I'm going to go ahead and give it. I'm taking Chicago to upset Tampa Bay here because hockey's wild and that just doesn't make sense, so it makes sense. Josh, I know you have one last big game for us. You want detailed, sir? I do have one last big game. And it's not necessarily a game that I know you can gamble on at this moment. I wouldn't be surprised if you 
do get to gamble on it. I'm sure they're going to have some pretty cool prop bets, but that's the NBA All-Star game. That's taking place Sunday, March 7th. Team LeBron versus Team Durant. Coverage starts 5 p.m. on TNT. Uh, it's, things are going to kick off. The skills challenge and three-point contest is going to start at 6.30. The All-Star game is going to tip off at 8. And then during halftime, the dunk contest is going to happen. So they're kind of condensing All-Star weekend all into one night. It's going to be a crazy night. It's going to be a super fun night. I'm definitely going to be tuning in after the Michigan State Michigan game on Sunday. I don't have a whole lot to say about this. I'm kind of just excited about it. I wanted to throw a little national spotlight, a little, little love on it, you know, with our massive podcast and shout out to all our listeners. Trev, you think you're going to be uh, spending any time, maybe spending any money this all-star weekend? Um, I like the dunk contest. I'm always intrigued by it. But other than that, uh, probably not. I don't particularly like all-star contests in any sport. I think they're kind of boring. But, you know, when you get the when you get the dunk contest or, you know, since we are the premier baseball podcast in probably the whole world, uh, the home run derby is electric. And I think that, you know, I, I might tune in to this just to see. Just, just to see the 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 dunk contest, but we gotta be honest, Josh. Unless there's some sort of crazy, like fun boost or prop bet or you know something that one of the apps really promotes, I don't see myself putting any money on here. I don't, I don't know. I also, That's I'm funny. not a big fan of the NBA being like, oh, Team LeBron versus Team Durant, like. At least name it after legends of the game that aren't playing anymore. Like name it LeBron well, I mean, once he retired. I, I don't. I'm. It's, this it's, is a conversation for another time, Josh. We don't right, need to get into this fair. tonight. That's fair. The I just the NBA is just. I have a lot of problems with their product. But yes, yes, I know that, Trevor. We can save it for another time. I mean, why? Why not go like Kobe versus? Le- or Jordan. I, oh, I don't you know. You were about to say LeBron. I died. I'm. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just fucking. Uh, Kobe versus Jordan. Kobe versus Jordan to be like teams that maybe. I don't know. I don't know, Josh. I just. I'll probably, I'll tune in for the dunk contest. Probably. Maybe. Don't. Don't quote me or hold me to it. I won't. I won't. No worries. Perfect. Well, transitioning to my last NHL game that I have for you guys, this is time traveling backwards all the way to Thursday. And this game probably is bigger and going to be more fun than the entire NBA All-Star game. And we have the Washington Capitals versus the Boston Bruins. That's going to be 7 p.m. on Wednesday. And this is going to be a gigantic game. The Capitals are 12-5-4, and, and the Bruins are 12-5-2. This game is going to be a real big put-up-or-shut-up type game in the East. Um, and unlike the game I highlighted earlier between Chicago and Tampa, these two teams are powerhouses who have been there recently and know what to do. I think that I'm going to go with Washington in here. Uh, once again, this isn't one of my picks, but... I think Washington upsets and gets the bigger hand against the Bruins. But anytime the Bruins and Washington can play each other, you have two Stanley Cup contending teams going after it. It's going to be a good game. 
there's going to be some violence. There's going to be some goals. And it's, I'm excited to see it. I, I will definitely be tuning in and watching that tomorrow night or rather Wednesday night. I I may as well just join you with that, Trev. I'm uh I've been looking to get into a little more hockey, that's for sure. So I think I may uh may talk to you a little bit about this game. Maybe yeah, little, well, uh, I don't know if this is the best gambling game, Josh, just okay. because of how I'm gonna I'm gonna put money on whoever the underdog is here, and I don't anticipate there to be a massive underdog. But right. just from a, a fan of the game and a fan of the sport, this game is one of those games that's almost a must must watch. You have pretty electric scoring from both top lines. You've got pretty nasty defense on both sides. You have good goaltending on both sides. So this game should really be a who's who of the East. Um, we're not quite to like the loser leave town type situation at all, but the winner of this game is going to kind of have the upper hand. They have the same record, as I mentioned in the beginning, and it's just – I really think that that this is the kind of stuff you're going to see in the playoffs. And I think they're going to bring that kind of energy night in and night out. So I'm, I'm excited. It'll, it'll be a good hockey game. Oh, even, even if it's low scoring, which I, it might be, it's hard to, it's hard to guess, but uh, it'll be played well. It'll be very physical. Um, and both these teams have top five power plays. So if these teams play sloppy, they're going to have to pay for it for sure. That was some beautiful insight, Trevor. Are you ready to kind of transition our way into our picks here? I am going to try to be as ready as I can, Josh. Well, I'm going to kick things over to you to start. Yeah. Because I am just beaten. We'll leave yeah. it at that. I'm sitting at a nice, well, I don't know if I'd call it nice. I'm sitting at a maybe respect. 12 and 16. I was two and one last week. I beat out my good friend Trevor. So for this week, with my first pick, I'm kicking things off Thursday night and I'm taking my money, my bank account to the NBA. And we are going to the Miami Heat versus the New Orleans Pelicans. The Pelicans overs are 20. One and two in their last twenty-three games. I love that, Josh. I'm. I, this isn't one on my card, but I'm following you here. They've hit at eighty-six, eighty-six percent in their last twenty-three games. That's, That's nuts. fucking unreal. I. Both teams are very good. I see this game kind of going. Either way, I don't know who's going to win. Zion Williamson's on a tear. Brandon Ingram's on a tear. Jimmy Butler hopefully has a good game. Tyler Hero, hopefully they all go off for 40 points each. I'm hammering the over in this game. Love the over in that, Josh. Fucking beautiful pick. Trevor, let's hear your first pick, brother. Yes, sir. I'm also focusing in on Thursday night. And Thursday night, we're going to take our wallet from the NBA over to the NHL. Uh, Shocker. I'm picking an NHL game. But I'm going to take Montreal Moneyline versus Winnipeg Jets. Winnipeg Jets are quickly becoming one of the best teams in the Scotiabank North Division. And uh, Montreal has been on a slide lately. There, You could even go so far as to say they're in a skid. Montreal just fired their head coach last week. Hasn't, hasn't really done much to inspire the boys to play better on the ice yet. 
Yikes. So to ramp that up, they fired their goalie coach on <laughs> Tuesday night. <laughs> so you have two coaching firings coming. Um, and I mean, head coach is obviously really prominent. Goalie coach is all about psyche. Um, and I think that that's going to kind of razzle the boys up a little bit. I'm going to take Montreal money line against Winnipeg. The line isn't out yet because they're, you know, it's a, it's a day in advance. But I would be willing to believe that Montreal is going to be underdogs there. Probably like, I don't know, maybe plus 180, somewhere in that line. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to hammer them. Do I know if they're going to win? No. Um, it's the NHL. <laughs> you, you can't predict anything. But, I mean, crazy for, I mean for, for goodness sakes, you fire your head coach. You fire your goalie coach. Like, you're running out of coaches to can. Um, you got to hope that this inspires the boys a little bit here. And Winnipeg's been on a tear, so maybe we can keep them, you know, catch them slow-footed or whatever. I think I'm going I'm going Montreal Canadiens here, and I fucking hate the Canadians, so this really says a lot. Interesting, interesting. All right, my next pick is Thursday, but we're switching basketball leagues. We're heading over to the NCAA. We're going to a top 20 matchup with the Texas Longhorns and the Oklahoma Sooners. I don't really have much to say. I don't have statistics. I think I've bet on the Sooners before. You have. I have, yeah. And you've been on the Longhorns. I, I have, yeah. I'm pretty sure I bet on this game the first time they played and I lost. This game's Love that for you. at Oklahoma. No, that's right, because I bet Texas at home. This game's now at Oklahoma, so I'm taking the Sooners to cover at home. I hope it works for you, buddy. I appreciate that. What's your next pick, sir? I'm sticking to Thursday night as well, and I'm transitioning in the same department as you. I'm sticking in college basketball here, and I want to get a little little homer, as I tend to do in these picks. Okay. Maybe a little controversial. Michigan State to cover 12 and a half. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So on my card, I'm I'm going to take that 12 and a half point spread. It's a rivalry game, as we've talked about at nauseum tonight. Quick 12 question: and half, Twelve and a half is a fuck you line. Quick question: What is the lowest you'd be willing to go before you're like, I think Michigan can win by that much? Uh probably eight and a half, eight, maybe seven and a half. Okay. But 12 and a half is, is that's that's just a fuck you. Because I, 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 yeah, I definitely think this line's going to move. I think it'll maybe move to. I think it's as low as, yeah, maybe as low as 10 and a half because 12 and a half, that just doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Um, I think Michigan State also being plus 600 money line. This there's isn't, some value. This isn't, this isn't my pick. I'm not putting this on my card, but I'm fucking going to hammer Michigan State money line. Um, because plus 600, are you fucked? Like, yeah, I'm going to try and take that. Uh, okay. I'll take a Michigan State money line for way worse and way worse situations. Like, um, yeah, I'm riding that. Are you fucked? That's fair. So, yeah, that's my second pick. Fucking go green. Let's fucking roll with, with my fucking alma mater here. Love Michigan State. I expect a big game out of our, out of our veteran leadership here, as I talked about during our big game segment. I'm excited for this game. Unfortunately, when we up north, I might not even be able to watch it. But uh, 
honestly, that's probably better for my fucking blood pressure. Um, and definitely be. better for my liver. Definitely so, better for your gambling wallet too. Probably. Oh, way better. I also fully expect myself to live bet at halftime here. Uh, Absolutely. Might, might live bet several times throughout the course of this game. This game's going to be a problem for my wallet for sure. Oh, I I already see it happening. But Josh, enough about me. Let's look at your last pick, buddy. Last pick. All right. My last pick is going to be for Saturday, March 6th. I'm sticking in the Big Ten. I love my Big Ten teams. That's the teams that I watch that I feel most confident to put money on. I'm headed to a top 10 matchup down in Columbus, Ohio. I'm looking at the number four fighting Illini versus the Buckeyes from Ohio State. Illinois is just coming off a huge win on the road at number two, Michigan. They were with Io, without Io DeSumo, the guy who Madi Soko accidentally broke his nose. This team is very good with DeSumo. They're really good without him, too. And I think, I don't know what the line is for this. Like I said, we're kind of far out. I'm going to hammer Illinois to cover. I think the spread is going to be about two and a half, three and a half, maybe four and a half. Uh, I still think Illinois is the better team. Uh, Kofi Kofi Cockburn's an animal. He's a beast to be reckoned with. Nobody, nobody can stop him at seven foot, 260. Just an absolute grown man. So that's that's my third and final pick for the week. I'm, I'm hoping to go three and oh. I really... I'm confident in these this week's picks. Trev, why don't you finish things off for us and tell us your final pick for this week? My final pick. And a reminder, I am 7-18-1 and one on the show and 1-2 and two last week. This pick might be my most controversial I had to date on this show. Fade. Um, wow. Fuck you. <laughs> so I'm going to fast forward us all the way to Monday. March 8th, 2021. Woo. Yeah. We are fast forwarding the It's something I don't do on the show. No. All my picks are pretty much the first? same day. This might be the first. Wow. I'm taking you all the way up until almost our next show. That's incredible. That's how, that's how different I'm being when it comes to my picks tonight. Wow. I didn't see this coming. I know you didn't. That's why I had to do it. I'm looking at the North Division's killers. They've been just fucking up on good teams that they have no business to win. And I have no idea how much longer they're going to have the little fucking, like, I don't know what deal they made with whatever fucking devil they made a deal with. But the Ottawa Senators are a dog shit fucking hockey team. They're a terrible fucking franchise. Everything about them fucking sucks. But they have beaten Winnipeg. They have beaten Edmonton. They've beaten Vancouver. They've beaten Montreal. They are winning games, and I don't understand it. No one understands it. They play Edmonton on that Monday, and Edmonton on paper is a team that is in leagues different in almost every single category. I'm going to take Ottawa Senators to win money line against Edmonton. Wow. I think I'm going to fade you that game. I think you're going to get better value on Edmonton. Underdogs in the NHL provide a lot of value. 
and there's almost no like it's almost negligible the difference in in results uh favorites don't always win there's no guarantee and i have been fading the senators personally and just getting my ass eaten by the senators so you know what i'm going to learn my lesson I'm gonna, this is me this is the hum, this is the trevor lang i'm super humble pick of the show like and that's that. me going against my gut and choosing a team that shouldn't win and the fact that they shouldn't win i'm hoping means that they will win this is a crazy logic pick, Josh. So if you fade me, you're really fading the fading version of me fading myself while fading my brain. So I don't even know where that puts you, but like I don't know if that's I right. don't I don't I'm lost. You lost me. Yeah, I don't know if fading me at this time makes the most sense. There are times to fade me, Josh, but me fading myself while fading myself while fading myself while fading my brain while fading myself might not make the most sense here. So if I'm you which I'm not, but I am me. I'm rolling with the Ottawa Senators. I'm going to do it March 8th, Monday. Monday fucking night. Primetime wow. game, 8 p.m. on TSN, which we don't have in America. Nope. Can't possibly watch this game, but I'm going to fucking bet on it, Josh. And the Senators are probably going to lose, but hey, I'm going to go down swinging. Absolutely, you are. So, Josh, that's my pick. These are my picks. We got the year picks. I hope, as we always say, in the spirit of friendship, I wish you the very best. In the spirit of this show and this segment, I wish you the very worst. And let's see where we stand when we come back to you guys on Tuesday. And I think, Josh, that wraps up our show. It's been a true pleasure to get a chance to reconnect with you, Josh. It's been far too long. I can't say enough how much I thank our, our great, great listeners. Thank you. I hope that you guys are able to pick apart some of our crazy ideas and maybe, maybe you win a little bit of money. Hopefully you're doing it responsibly. Once again, one under gambler. If you're not follow us on Twitter at motor city bets, and we'll be back to talk to you guys on Tuesday, hopefully with just, Nothing but positive news about Michigan State basketball. I'm putting it out there. I'm manifesting it right now, Josh. Nothing but positivity for the boys in the green and white. That being said, Josh, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Hope you gamble well. Hope you gamble responsibly. And I hope you have a good time. I will talk to you, Josh, and the rest of our listeners come Tuesday. Have a good one. Have a good one, Trevor. Peace. Peace.